welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giglio. I'm Min Dong. 150 days until the 2021-2022 season begins. Yeah, it's been a while, uh, first and foremost. Uh, we apologize. I mean, not not too much has gone on, honestly, in the college basketball world. So, uh, I mean, don't expect too, too much right now. But uh, once we start getting closer and closer to that NBA draft deadline, we'll probably start to ramp it up because a lot more news will be happening. And uh, second thing, why is it so cold out in Massachusetts right now? It's legit uh, under 50 degrees. It's – what's today's date? May – May 20 – what? May 29th. 29th and uh it's 50 degrees outside and it's raining so i'm wearing a winter hat so uh massachusetts i'm wearing a sweatshirt so yeah so massachusetts weather what is going on uh it should be very nice outside but uh, no it's not so uh good day to do a podcast i guess but uh you are wearing your nice new gear the brian bulldogs <laughs> i didn't know it was uh wear your college gear today so i wore lsu i would have worn my clemson sweatshirt if i got the memo but uh we didn't but, uh, yeah, jam-packed episode today. A couple of pieces up, breaking news before we kick things off with a pretty much loaded transfer day. So, uh, just very excited to get back to it. And it has been a while, but uh, we're going strong and we're going smooth. Yeah, let's just start off uh, with breaking news right away. High school twins Ryan and Matt Bewley have bypassed college and will join overtime elite. Both have recently just finished their sophomore season in high school. Matt is ranked inside the top three. Ryan ranked inside the top 20 for the class of 2023. What are your thoughts on them joining Overtime Elite, which just started this past winter, I think? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't really know too, too much about this Overtime Elite thing. I know it just recently started, but uh, I guess they're trying to send guys to the NBA and prove that they can do something is my best guess. But uh, I'm not really for this route. Uh, I wasn't really for the G League. I am definitely not for this Overtime Elite route. No offense to them, but uh, I just really don't understand what the purpose of this really is. Uh, if you want to bypass college, sure, just go to the G League. I'm I'm okay with that, but uh, I guess overtime league trying to make some more noise for these uh, high school prospects uh, skipping college and going to overtime elite instead of the G League. I mean, the money's probably the same in my personal opinion, so uh, I'm not really too sure what is going on with this, and I don't really know who else is really in this overtime elite team or what they're even doing. I really don't know the logistics of this thing at all. But uh, if I were them, I would have gone to the G League if they wanted to skip college. But uh, that's just my personal opinion. So I am definitely an anti-overtime elite guy. Uh, I'm, uh, the G League now seems a little bit cooler to me now if you want to bypass college. But obviously, we both want a college route. So uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see these two guys and a couple other guys we'll talk about in a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those two other guys, high school twins, Amen. And Usar Thompson have also will be bypassing college and will join Overtime Elite as well. Recently finished their junior seasons in high school, ranked 30th and 31st in the class of 2022. Two sets of twins. That makes two sets of twins now joining Overtime Elite. And like you said, I'm on the same exact boat as you. Uh, G League seems a little bit more cooler now, but both are not not cool at all. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. And I guess overtime elite just for the Twins, I guess. And everything else is just for the G League, I guess. But uh, it is what it is. We'll see if more guys decide to take this route because it just opens another pathway up, I guess. Uh, Lamelo Ball, RJ Hampton started the international pathway. Jalen Green, Deshaun Nix, Isaiah Todd, and even Kuminga started the G League path. Uh, I guess it's just a new wave of another path outside of college, which is not what we like. But uh, we'll see what happens. 
and we'll see if some other guys do end up joining Overtime Elite in the future. But for now, we'll get back to some more current college basketball stuff. Uh, this piece of breaking news is very interesting, I think. It is a little bit outdated now, but uh, we're still going to talk about it. Uh, I was Jordan Bohan, and he was physically assaulted last Sunday morning in Iowa City. And it was, in, it was late at night, and he is getting medical attention for a serious head injury. I'm sure if he's still in the hospital at this point, but the uh, last thing I heard was he was in the hospital with his family. But uh, there is a video out there, and I actually watched it, unfortunately. And it was very devastating and very, very unusual why this happened because uh, it seemed like everything was going fine. And then a guy just came out of nowhere and just starts uh, punching. So uh, I didn't really understand what the purpose of it was. There may be a backstory to it, but uh, obviously hate to see a very good uh, college basketball player go down, especially with Bohannon just recently saying he's going to come back to Iowa for one more year. So uh, what are your thoughts on this event? And obviously prayers up first to Bohannon and his family. Yeah, definitely prayers up. I wish him and his family a speedy recovery. And yeah, I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, there's just people in this world that are just messed up. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, this goes with the NBA as well. Uh, all of the stuff in the NBA that's going on is just ridiculous. Uh, some guy throws popcorn at Westbrook. Some guy spits on Trey Young. Some guy calls out John Morant's family. All that stuff is just ridiculous, man. It's just it's just basketball. And uh, you got you to gotta understand that because basketball is the thing that makes all these people come together and want to watch it. And it's not really to just be yourself and just do some things that you wouldn't do in a normal life. So, uh I don't understand what all this stuff is going on, but uh, for Bohannon, that's just terrible. And I hope that doesn't happen again to him or anyone else this off season and even during season as well. So uh, yeah, just very devastating. Hopefully Bohannon can recover fully and hopefully have a very good season in his final one at Iowa this upcoming fall. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, Kentucky's Isaiah Jackson will keep his name in the 2020 NBA draft. Eight and a half points, six and a half rebounds, two and a half assists this past season. Will Fargo all four years left of eligibility. Projected to be a first-round pick. What are your thoughts? Yeah, good decision for him. Uh, obviously, Kentucky had a very bad year last year. I'd say Jackson Stock kind of fell, honestly, uh, as most of those guys at Kentucky did. But uh, I think Jackson's still a very phenomenal player. He had some very good games this past year with Kentucky. And he was sharing the floor with Olivier Saar for most of the time. He would have shared it with Oscar DeShiboy as well if he did decide to come back for one more year. And maybe sorry to stay in another year. I'm really not too sure what he's doing at this point, honestly, for Kentucky. But, uh, yeah, Kentucky's just uh, going to be loaded next year. So, for him, I think this is a very good decision. And uh, he probably will go first round, probably towards the later end of that first round, my personal opinion. But uh, he's a fantastic player. So, hopefully the best of luck to him in his next path. Yeah, no surprise here. I thought he was going to easily be in the first round. Saar, like you mentioned, he has already hired an agent. He will stay in the NBA draft. And the one big that's coming back for Kentucky, Lance Ware. Yeah, and I don't – personally, I don't know too much about Lance Ware. But uh, I know the shoe boy's coming in. He'll probably steal the spotlight for that. But who knows? Maybe uh, Lance Ware will be the Dante Allen for next year for Kentucky, maybe. But, uh, yeah, let's just get to the transfers right now. We got a uh, boatload of transfers in today's episode. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to count the number because it's just very daunting looking at it. So, uh, first up, we will go with Gonzaga transfer Aaron Cook. He will be going to a new home, and that new home will be Georgia. Average four points a game, one and a half rebounds, two assists per game this past season. You're going to expect a lot more minutes for Cook at Georgia. He's a very good player. He was just playing with a very good team at Gonzaga. He was the eighth or ninth man on this rotation, and he didn't get a lot of playing time because Gonzaga, they don't really get to go to their bench a lot unless they're in blowouts. 
So, uh, yeah, Aaron Cook going to Georgia for his final year of eligibility. He will be using his extra year. So what are your thoughts on Cook going uh, to the other coast in Georgia? Yeah, good decision for him, obviously. He was going to be a starter, and then all of a sudden, Nemhard decided he wanted to come to Gonzaga. Cook was now the, 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 the first man out. He was actually the sixth man, seventh man. Uh, in that tournament, he, they only used seven guys, and he was one of the seven, obviously. Being the seventh guy, he, was, he didn't really play much. It's like 10 minutes a game. But, yeah, I think he's with a new opportunity in Georgia, especially with Georgia's point guard, uh, leaving, he's going to have a, a lot of good opportunity to prove his worth. Yeah, uh, Georgia looking very, very interesting next year. I think Cook will probably be their best player. A lot of guys already left Georgia. But, uh, yeah, for Cook, this is a fantastic decision. If he wants to take his level to the next to the next level, he's going to have to definitely ball out in his final year of college basketball. And I definitely think going to Georgia is the right decision for him. He can definitely sh uh, showcase a lot more of his skills and talents. And I definitely see an increase in production and minutes as well. So a very good decision for him. Hopefully he does the best in a very loaded SEC. And Georgia, they're not getting it easy. They got a lot of teams loaded competing up against them. Mm -hmm. Next up, Florida Atlantic transfer. Keenan Blackshear has committed to Nevada. Nine and a half points, four and a half rebounds, two assists this past season. At least three years relatively remaining. Great pickup for Nevada, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? Yeah, a very good pickup indeed. Nevada's making a lot of noise, man. Uh, they're definitely keeping it up there with Colorado State for the Battle of the Mountain West. I think those two teams are definitely a, a little bit closer in the race now. I know last top 25, I had Colorado State in there. Did you have Nevada in yours, or did you just yeah, miss it? I had, I had Nevada. You thought it was a little bit bold, but it might go higher next time we do one. Yeah, not not that bold anymore. I definitely agree with you. And that'll probably be in three episodes from now. Uh, episode 150, we'll probably do that. So I'll definitely stay tuned for that coming up in the next couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, good get for them. They got one other get coming up later this episode. We'll talk about it. It's a very big one in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. And next up, Indiana transfer Jerome Hunter. He will be going to Xavier. Average six and a half points a game, three rounds a game this past season. Not much playing time on this Indiana team, but he will have three years of eligibility remaining at Xavier. And Xavier, a team that brings back most of their guys, the real big decision for them comes down to Zach Fremantle, if he's coming back or not. I, it looks like he probably will, in my personal opinion, but uh, everyone else is coming back, so who, who knows? Maybe Xavier makes a good run in the Big East. I know there's a lot of very good teams in there, though, so what are your thoughts on Hunter going to Xavier? Yeah, I really like this pickup for Xavier. Like you said, most of their starters are coming back. If Fremantle does come back, that's four starters back. And you add Hunter and a lot more key pieces. I think they're a tournament team next year. Yeah, definitely could be a tournament team. But uh, this year, they started off very good, and then it just ended very disappointing, I'd say, for them. They got to maintain that going into the conference play because conference play is very tough in the Big East. And Xavier definitely got to prove that they are worth making it to the tournament if they want to do something good this year. Because I, I definitely think they have the pieces to be a very successful team uh, in this a very good year, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Next up, a big transfer. Michigan State transfer Rocket Watts has committed to Mississippi State. Eight points, two rebounds, three assists this past season. We'll have at least three years of eligibility remaining. Mississippi State, man, after losing DJ Stewart, we thought who's going to replace them. They finally have the replacement. Rocket Watts, obviously not the best two years at Michigan State, but new chapter in his career. What are your thoughts on going to Mississippi State for it? 
I think this is a very good get for Mississippi State. Uh, well, one MSU to another. Uh, yeah, this is a fantastic get, I think. Rocket Watts, man, he's a very good player when he wants to be. I think he has his ups and downs, definitely. I know I was a, I was pretty big on the Sparty train, but uh, I definitely watched him play a lot. And uh, he didn't have the greatest of years, definitely by no means. But uh, he can definitely be a very good player. He still has a lot of very good potential left. And for Mississippi State's purposes, they're not going to need Rocket Watts to really score the ball a lot. They're going to need him to be a point guard and really get the assists on this team. They're not going to really use him as a very high-scoring option. And I think Miss, Miss, I'm sorry, Michigan State use him more of a scoring option rather than an assist and a playmaker. And uh, I know that they did have Aaron Henry, who was kind of the main option, but uh, Rocket Watts is still up there. But I think for Mississippi State, it'll be a very different scheme, and they're going to use Rocket Watts very well, I think, personally. So I am very excited to see Mississippi State next year. Like I said, in the loaded SEC, I cannot emphasize that enough. Uh, that is going to be the best conference in college basketball, maybe. It's definitely up there with the Big Ten, obviously, uh, as the Big Ten has been running it for the past couple of years. And, uh, yeah, I'm just very excited. And there's one piece of breaking news we forgot to add. Uh, I'll talk about it at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like this get. Rocket Watts, he's also an elite defender. He was a Big Ten all-defense this past year, so he's a very elite defender. I'm very big on him as well. I remember about – 100, 125 episodes ago, somewhere a long, long, long time ago, I said Rocket Watts, Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, I did not know what I was thinking when I said that. He's a terrific player, but that's just how big I was on him back then, bigger than you, and you have pretty big expectations. So, uh, yeah. Well, Rocket Watts, SEC Player of the Year now, I guess, for you. But uh, we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. That's going to be an ongoing joke. Uh, we're never going to get – it's never going to get old on this podcast. So, uh Definitely got to clown you for it as I can. And you can clown me for my stuff that I've said in the past. Uh, we won't go there right now, but uh, we, know, we probably know what it is if we look back. But uh, we'll keep going forward now. Next up, Maryland transfer Jarius Hamilton. He will be going to Western Kentucky. Average six and a half points a game, two and a half rebounds this past season. Uh, a very undersized big for Maryland last year. Hopefully have a lot better role at uh, Western Kentucky. Obviously, he formerly played at BC uh, two seasons ago before coming to Maryland this past year. Two years remaining, though, for Jerry's Hamilton. What are your thoughts on a fellow hometown kid? Or uh, I guess not, but, uh, you know, he's going to Western Kentucky now. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, he had a solid year at Maryland, obviously, with all the people they're bringing in. There will be a lot less minutes for him, I think, going to Western Kentucky. Great choice. Obviously, slick Rick Stansberry, terrific coach, West Kentucky hoping to make the tournament again. And, yeah, I think he's going to have a good career at West Kentucky to finish off his college. Yeah, I mean, it's very disappointing. They're losing guys like Hollinsworth and Charles Bassey, but uh, they should be okay, I still think, for next year. Like you said, a couple episodes ago, Zion Harmon coming in, a four-star recruit. So, Slick Rick, no signs of slowing down for him. Still one of the best coaches, I think, in the Conference USA. So, I'm very excited to see what he can do. No way they can compete with some of the good teams like North Texas. I think that's definitely a team to watch out for on your radar in that conference, USA. Mm -hmm. Next up, Oklahoma transfer Alondis Williams has committed to Wake Forest. Will be his last year of eligibility. Seven points, three rebounds, one and a half assists this past season. What are your thoughts? Very interesting decision, I think. Uh, I think Wake Forest definitely still in a rebuild mode, but they definitely showed a lot of good signs of success and for the future uh, to come in the Steve Forbes era. But I do like this decision for Adonis Williams. He'll probably be one of the focal points, I'd say, in that Wake Forest offense. So uh, he's a very good player. Definitely a lot of potential left with him. So uh, 
I think Oklahoma's a better chance to win if you want to stay on a winning team. But uh, going away for us, definitely a good decision. He'll definitely play a lot more, and hopefully production will definitely increase for him. Mm -hmm. Definitely agree with you. Uh, I think he's going to see an increase in production, like you said. Next up, Duquesne transfer Tavian Dunmartin. He's going to Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast. And we had a very good story about him the other day at our graduation practice. Uh, one of the kids in our grade is going to Florida Gulf Coast. And uh, on, the, on, on top of the spot, I remember Tavian Dunmartin was going there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to Dunk City, baby. But, uh, yeah, for Davian Dunmartin, average 10 points a game, three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists this past season. Will use his actually year eligibility. That is his last year. So what are your thoughts on uh, Dunmartin going to the Dunk City? Yeah. Uh, on first glance, obviously, it's a little bit of a downgrade going from the Atlantic 10 to the Atlantic Sun. But you know what? He's doing what's best for his career. I think he might. he's going to be an all-conference player in the A-Sun next year. Yeah, it definitely could be a chance for that. I mean, a lot of guys are leaving the A-Sun for next year. So it's definitely a little bit more open, I'd say. So Florida Gulf Coast, that's definitely a good chance to be pretty good, I'd say, in the Atlantic Sun. But I'll let us see what happens. The A-Sun's definitely a fan favorite conference of ours because obviously Asana Sajilo was at Lipscomb. So, uh, yeah, we're very excited to see what uh, Dunmartin does at Dunk City next year. Mm -hmm. And for Asan, he is still a preseason A-Sun player of the year for next year as well, would you say? Oh, of course. Of course. No doubt in my mind. Asan obviously going to be that. Uh, he is just a hooper. And uh, really can't think of enough. It's, it's been a while since we talked to him. So we'll definitely reach up and catch up to him uh, in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Next up, Syracuse transfer Quincy Guerrier has committed to Oregon. 14 points, eight and a half rebounds this past season. Three years left. Big blow for Syracuse, but amazing get for Oregon. They have made a ton of noise these past couple of weeks. What are your thoughts on the Ducks? Yeah, the Ducks are rolling. Don't sleep on Dan Altman. Uh, he's a fantastic coach. And it's definitely showing finally as a lot of guys are starting to come in and trickle into Oregon, Eugene, Oregon. So, uh, yeah, Garrier is a fantastic player, I think. Like you said, for Syracuse, very tough blow. Uh, Garrier was a key piece to that Syracuse success last year. They'll still be very good, I think, but losing Garrier definitely really hurts their chances of how high they can go in their ceiling. But for Oregon, man, I think they're definitely a legit candidate to be a very good team in the Pac-12. I think still UCLA is probably a little bit above. But I think the number two team is probably Oregon, in my opinion now, uh, probably leapfrogging Arizona State and a couple of their teams as well in that Pac-12 race. But I think the Pac-12 is going to be another very good year, I think. A lot of good teams and a lot of guys returning in this conference. So I am very excited to see how it does end up turning out this year because I think it could be a little bit better than last year. And that's saying a lot because last year was a very fun ride. Yeah. Oregon is definitely a Sweet 16 team like they always are. So I'm expecting them to make the Sweet 16 regardless of whether they have them or not. But obviously this helps the cause of getting there. And I think they're the second best team in the Pac-12 behind the UCLA Bruins. Yeah, I definitely both agree on that one. But we'll keep moving forward now. Another SEC transfer. And where is he going? Oh, he's going to the SEC again. Oh, that's great. Uh, Georgia transfer KD Johnson going to Auburn. Uh, average 13 and a half points a game, three runs a game, one and a half assists per game this past season. Well, of all four years of eligibility remaining, he is a very, very, very fun guy to watch. A ton of potential left in KD Johnson as well. And another very good get for Auburn. They've been making a lot of big noise this offseason. Obviously, they got Walker Kessler earlier this year. Jabari Smith coming into Auburn as well, and now getting KD Johnson to come in as well. If only they kept Shreve Cooper, this team could have a lot of very high expectations under Coach Bruce Pearl. But he's definitely turning things around after a very shaky season last year. 
But what are your thoughts on Auburn and their chances in the SEC? Yeah, definitely a top half team. Uh, the SEC, man, I know you know all the good teams out there that are in contention. I can't name them right now off the top of my head. What, would, you like, would you like me to go down the list? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, let's do it. Auburn, first, they're right there. We just talked about them. Talked about Mississippi State earlier this episode. Got Alabama, obviously. LSU, obviously. We got Florida. We got – I'm blanking now. We got Tennessee. We got Kentucky. We got Florida. And <laughs> Florida maybe- twice. Florida twice. I said Florida twice. Yes. Well, Vanderbilt. Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, I, I forgot about Arkansas. All right. See, there's so many teams yeah, yeah. you can so forget. Many teams. I know. There's yeah. so many teams you can forget when you list them all, and that just shows there's nine teams that are going to be very, very good in the SEC. So that is just so exciting to see. So I am very, very, very excited for the SEC race. I think it's going to be a fantastic one, and we just can't say that enough because it's just so amazing to see this finally happen. It is a super conference, though, so got to keep that one in mind. Mm-hmm. Next up, Milwaukee transfer to Jean Lucas. He has committed to BYU. 15 points, four and a half rebounds, six assists this past season. We'll use his extra year. Interesting decision here, but what are your thoughts? Very interesting decision, I think, personally. Uh, I know you – I think you said this at least, but you thought he was going to maybe go back to um, Milwaukee because Patrick Baldwin Jr. did end up committing there. And I was kind of agreeing with you, and I was very surprised. We about you ended up being his final destination. I don't remember the four teams that were on his final list. I believe Wake Forest was one of them. And I don't remember the other two off the top of my head, but uh, it was just a very interesting decision. I think BYU is going to be a little bit shaky next year, in my personal opinion, at least. But uh, yeah, if I were Lucas, I would have gone back to Milwaukee and had a good chance to go dancing. But who knows? BYU could definitely make some noise in the West Coast Conference next year as well. Yeah, I thought I really wanted to see him come back to Milwaukee, but BYU—that's not a good, a bad place either. BYU, they're. They've been a perennial tournament team. I expect them to come back there once again. Definitely. And I don't even know who's returning and who's going for that BYU team. So it should be interesting to see what their lineup's looking like for next year. But I'll talk about that when the year gets a little bit closer and closer to the start. But next up, Louisville transfer Quinn Salzinski. He's going to be going to Iona. Very interesting decision here for Salzinski. I have six points a game, three and a half rebounds this past season. Three years eligibility remaining. He never played with Coach Rick Pitino, but he is joining the path of Coach Rick Pitino, going from Louisville to Iona. Uh, coincidence? Maybe. I mean, we could definitely see that, maybe. But what are your thoughts on uh, a Louisville transfer and Quinn Slaziski going to Iona with Coach Rick Pitino? Yeah, great get for Iona. Rick Pitino, he's, he has a squad there, and I expect him to be in the tournament again. Yes, uh, not really too much competition, I think. I think the competition got less and less because Sienna is losing a lot of their guys. So uh, I think the door definitely wide open for Iona to take it. But you never know. There's a couple of dark horses in that MEAC, uh, so especially Ryder. I think Ryder might be the dark horse to maybe. Ryder is the second best team, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. But we'll talk about the MEAC as it get closer and closer, like I said. But Iona definitely looking like a powerhouse for the years to come under Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. And next up, the Aegis wonder of college basketball, Jalen Coleman lands, former Illinois DePaul, and now Iowa State transfer. He has committed to his fourth school, and that fourth school, hopefully the winning school, will be Kansas. 14.5 points, four rebounds, one and a half assists this past season. He's an elite three-point shooter. Will use his seventh and final year of eligibility to play college basketball. Another great get for Kansas. 
Jalen Coleman, he hasn't won much in his college career. Do you think he'll win in his final year? First and foremost, round of applause. Seventh year, that's got to be a record, I think. Uh, I think we tried to look this up one time. I don't know if we found anything or not, but I think it's probably going to be a record. Seven years in college basketball, uh, just kind of a very good fortunate events of series of events, I'd say, for Coleman Lands. But finally going to a winning team, I think he's a very good chance to be maybe a national champion in his final year. Uh, Kansas is looking very good. Obviously, we talked about Remy Martin going there last episode. He is fully committed now. So uh, it looks like he probably will not be going to the draft. He will be going fully to Kansas. I mean, he's probably still going to test the waters, but he's going to be going to Kansas as it looks like for next year. And Coleman Land's a very good player. I mean, he's had a very rough uh, three other schools, but hopefully Kansas will be the uh, the gem that finally hits. So uh, hopefully he does some good stuff at Kansas. Kansas is looking like a fantastic team next year. So I'm very excited to see what they can do because they're looking very scary. And we're going to see them definitely jump up a lot of rankings, especially in our top 25 in a couple episodes. Yeah, they look they look real scary to play against. Uh, their starting five is, is a problem. Definitely. And I'm very scared for that as well, especially with my fellow Longhorns in the same conference. But we'll see what happens. They can still have a good chance, I think, personally. But next up, Norfolk State transfer, Devontae Carter. He will be going to Nichols. Uh, Devontae Carter was kind of the March Madness hero for them. Average 15 points a game, five rebounds, four assists per game this past season. Obviously, Norfolk State with a fantastic upset in that first preliminary round of the tournament. Uh, they were down by, I think, as many as 20 it was to Appalachian State. They came back and won that game. What, what I say that was a very good first four game, in my personal opinion. But, uh, yeah, he's going to Nichols now. We'll be using his extra year of eligibility. What are your thoughts on Carter going over to Nichols? Yeah, great get for Nichols. They were somehow the one seed. They snuck their way into the one seed of the Southland last year. I think they're changing conference to the to the WAC next next year. So, uh, they're going to need whoever they can get for a very competitive conference. Yeah, and I think a couple other guys committed to Nichols as well. Uh, I don't remember who exactly. I know someone pretty relatively big committed there as well. Uh, we'll take a deeper look into them as we get to the WAC and the conference previews. But uh, a very good get for them, getting Devontae Carter. He's definitely going to help them out a lot. And they have maybe a little bit of a chance to uh, catch up to some of those very good teams in the, in the WAC. I think that's going to be a very good conference next year. And probably the years to come as well. I do like that alignment change, but uh, it kind of does mess up with our conferences because I don't really know who's where in those couple areas down there in the south. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with you. But next up, Robert Morris transfer. AJ Brahma. He has finally decided on a new college. That new college is Nevada. He was formerly committed to Arizona State, but decommitted uh, a week or two ago. Twenty-one points. Ten and a half rebounds, one and a half steals through 12 games this past season. Left Robert Morris early, uh, obviously last year. We'll have one year left. What are your thoughts on this get for Nevada? Yeah, this is the get we talked about earlier, and this is a fantastic get for Nevada. I think they're going to be a very good team now. I still think personally Colorado State's a little bit better than Nevada, but getting A.J. Burma for Nevada, huge. I think the Mount West is another chance to be a two-bid. I know it kind of squeaked in uh did, it wasn't a two bid last yeah it was a two bid last year and it kind of squeaked in i think utah state definitely squeaked into that uh second seed 
or not, you know what I mean, second team to be in the Mountain West. But I definitely think it has another good chance to be a two-bid next year with Colorado State and Nevada. But there's a lot of other very good teams in the Mountain West, I'd say. But getting A.J. Vermont for Nevada, huge. I think they're going to be a very good team. You probably see them in my top 25 as well, maybe. But we'll see what happens in these next couple episodes. But, uh, yeah, fantastic get. Still unsure why he decommitted from Arizona State. But uh, hopefully it does turn out to be very good. And he'll probably be a focal point in that Nevada offense for next year. Mm-hmm, definitely agree with you. I think they leapfrog Colorado State for the best team in the Mountain West. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm a big Colorado State guy, so it uh, hurts, hurts for me to say that. So I got to reevaluate my stuff. And who knows, maybe I'll agree with you. But for now, Colorado State's still on top of my personal opinion. But next up, second to last transfer for today's episode, McNeese transfer Keyshawn Fizel. He will be going to Creighton. Uh, averaged 13 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, two and a half assists per game this past season. Formerly committed, uh, sorry, formerly played at Mississippi State before going to McNeese this past year. But this will be his final year of eligibility, uh, and he will be using his extra year at Creighton. So what are your thoughts on uh, Keyshawn Fizel, a big man, going to Creighton for this one? Hey, good gift for Creighton, obviously. Uh, their whole starting five left, and so they're going to need – this is a rebuilding year for Creighton, obviously, if you guys didn't know. Creighton was my my preseason last 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 season's preseason national champs. This year, not so much. Uh, we'll get to that at a later date. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this rebuild for Creighton. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I don't really know too too much about Creighton. You're kind of the Creighton expert. But uh, yeah, they're going to be definitely rebuilding. But getting Fizel, definitely a good piece to hopefully uh, make the transition from rebuild back to contender for the Big East. But uh, he should definitely teach a lot of guys like Cockburner the way of being a very good big man. Because I think he's a very good big man in his respect. And I'll probably see a lot of good minutes for Creighton next year. So I'm excited to see what he can do and how he can treat uh, the future guys like Cockburner to be a very good big man. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, a third Georgia transfer uh, we will be covering. That transfer is Justin Keir. He has committed to Arizona, nine and a half points. Four rebounds, two and a half assists this past season. Final year left. What are your thoughts on them going to Arizona for it? Yeah, very interesting. I think Arizona could be a pretty good team still, in my personal opinion. I know they got guys like Omar Ballo coming into Arizona. A couple guys did leave, which is kind of disappointing, but uh, they're still going to be very good. Uh, I think, personally, Keir, definitely a playmaker, guard. So it should be a fantastic gift for them. And I think anyone at this point for Tommy Lloyd's squad, it should be good. So uh, Keir, definitely probably going to start for Arizona next year. But they got a lot of good guys coming back from their last year's squad as well. And uh, obviously, the coaching change did ruin some of that chemistry. But I think they can definitely build it up this offseason and be a very good Pac-12 team. Probably on a tournament bubble right now. But uh, they should, still should be competing very heavily. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with you. Arizona, they look like a pretty good team on paper. But obviously, we don't know uh, chemistry yet. So it's too early to determine how, how they'll play out. Yes, definitely. And the final piece of news for today, I forgot to mention this in the breaking news, but Illinois big man Kofi Coburn will be declaring for the NBA draft officially. I uh, had to talk about that one. I don't know his stats off the top of my head, but you know you know Kofi by now. Probably one of the most dominant big men in the college basketball world this past season, alongside guys like Garzilla and a couple other guys out there as well. Kofi, very dominant big man. Uh, I don't know where he's going to be projected at this point, but uh, him and Dusumer are both officially leaving Illinois. So that kind of hurts Illinois' chances for next year and probably the future success as well. But uh, what are your thoughts on Kofi and his career his past two years at uh, Illinois and what he's going to do for the future? He had a great career. 
Big Ten big men are just a different breed, obviously, as, as you saw last year. There's just so many good big men in the Big Ten. And, yeah, I think this was the right decision. He's definitely going to hear his name called in the second round. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's going to the league. Yeah, me too. He's definitely one of my most – he's definitely a fan favorite for me personally. Uh, I really did like Illinois, but Kofi Coburn was a very special man. I remember last year, the most probably the most famous event and moment for him, uh, he scored the end one against Michigan, and uh, he punched the ref and in the stomach, I believe it was, and uh, the ref got taken out of the game. I remember that very vividly. Remind me of Carlos Boozer back on the Bulls doing that to the NBA refs. But, uh, yeah, that was just a very funny moment, and I definitely gained my respect for Kofi Coburn. I know it was very, very uh, – just bad place at the right time for the um, ref. But, uh, yeah, Kobe Coburn, definitely a fantastic player. Probably a very good big man for the NBA. I'm excited to see his name get called for the NBA draft as well. Mm -hmm. And that is all we have for today. Obviously, first episode in 11 days. Uh, school has officially ended, so we will be ramping it up, I would say. Yeah, ramping up indeed. Uh, I'll have a new set uh, probably by the end of this month. I know it's going to be a little bit weird because I will be going off to college a little bit earlier than most, but uh, it is okay. The show will definitely be still going on. We'll be a lot. We'll be probably thousands of miles away, but the RCM will stay very strong this off season as we transition to the 2021-2022 college basketball season. Just can't wait for this season to come up. A lot of things will be very different in the college basketball world. Uh, COVID. Is, uh, it, it's still here, but it is slowly but surely dying down. A lot of the mask mandates in our state are officially going away. So uh, it looks like things are starting to open up a lot more. So that hopefully will bring a lot more fans in the college basketball arenas for next year, which I am very, very, very excited about as we will both be college students rocking with our college teams and also the rest of the college basketball world. So very excited for this upcoming fall, but we still got a long ways to go till we get there. So uh, continue this journey with us and uh, – we got a long offseason ahead, and it slows down for no one. Mm -hmm. and like you said, the restrictions in Massachusetts, they're being lifted slowly. Let's try and get a video. Let's try and get an episode together before you leave. That's a great idea. We can actually do that now. So that is a great idea. So, uh, well, we'll get things sorted out and squared away with you, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. So for now, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it is always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Celtics in six.